0: Do you ever ask why? Ah, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords, Father, help us now. Touch us today, Jesus. Do you ever ask why? Why all the trouble? Why all the things go on like they do? And there was war in heaven. Revelations chapter 12, verse 7. Michael and his angels fought and the devil and his angels fought. But the devil wasn't strong enough. And he was cast out of heaven, and prevailed not, neither was there place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God. The power of Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them day and night before our God. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Now this seems to kind of take a, first it says, Michael and his angels were fighting and they overcame Satan and cast him out of heavens. And now it's saying he's come down to the earth, and it's kind of like in the days, it's, it seems to parallel it with the same time when Jesus had been crucified and raised again and the church was alive and well and. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. And they loved not their lives to the death. But I don't know that this actually happened in a parallel time. But yet the omnipresence, the omnipotence of God, I I don't know that that actually means to say that the war that was in heaven actually paralleled with that same time of the resurrection of Christ when the church was doing so well and And then some say that it's even talking about the end times now. I think the war had already happened because Jesus was carried up onto the mountain. Satan stood there and talked to him and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said, all this will I give to you if you'll fall down and worship me. Ah, glorious, like he didn't really know for sure who he was talking to. In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Ah, oh, glory. So we know that all things were made by him. So the one that made all things was standing on the mountain. Satan didn't really know who he was talking to. The embodiment of God. But not only had he blinded the eyes of the world, but it seems that his own eyes were blinded. Blinded to the truth of God that was standing, embodied in Christ Jesus. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, for God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness into our hearts for those that love the truth. Seems the world's divided dividedness. There's those that love the truth and want him and long for his appearing. And there's those that love not the truth. And those shall be sent a deception. Those shall. Because they had not a love of the truth. God sent a strong delusion that blinded their eyes. Ah, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords. Help us now, Jesus. Bless now, Lord. Save now, Father. And we say, well, if God knows all things and God made all things through the very image of God, Christ Jesus, the word of God, our Lord and Savior. And if he knows all things, and he does. Peter said to him, he said, Lord, you know all things. But Jesus asked the question anyway. He said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know, I love you. You know all things. Jesus stood flat footed and said, while he was standing on the earth and leather, he said, even the son of man which is in heaven. He said, no man knows the father save the son and the son of man who is in heaven. So he stood right there and told us that he was omnipresent even at the time he was walking the earth. At the same time he was walking the earth, he was also still in heaven. Ah, lord god lord god only god but god knowing all things knows that he has to let these things come to pass to accomplish the finished product a product a people that can be trusted to do what is right trustworthy obviously everybody that was in heaven wasn't trustworthy it says a third of the angels a third of the stars of heaven were cast down to the earth with satan So he took a third of heaven with him. So obviously everybody wasn't trustworthy. Now, that's a hard thing. God knowing all things. Knowing. And Judas walked with Jesus. He walked with him through his whole ministry. Stealing out of the money bag the whole time. The offering bag that they carried with him. Shows you what Jesus thought of our money. He made a thief his treasurer. For John said Judas didn't care for the poor, but only said the things he said because he was trying to get a hold of the money and the more money in the bag because he used to help himself to the things that were put in it. So we see that the treasurer, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus, was Jesus' treasurer and was a thief, and stole from Jesus the whole time he was walking with him. So God, knowing all things, this whole time he had twelve there with him, he knew one of them was a devil. papa." For he said, Have not I chosen you twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God. He told them the whole time. He told them all these things. and You know, we get to look back. We see all this stuff in print, you know, so we can pick it apart. But they're walking, living this thing, you know, and He's saying some hard stuff and they don't always understand everything he's saying. And he tells them before he goes to the cross. He tells them, he says, even the son of man who must be crucified. He told them all this stuff before he ever went. And yet, he told them he had to be raised again the third day. And yet he's crucified and they're all huddled around scared. They don't know what's going on. And then he's raised again and comes and talks to them and they don't believe it. They go back and tell the others. They've seen Jesus and they believed him not. But it said it seemed as idle tales. When the women came back who first saw him resurrected, said that they believed them not. It seemed like idle tales. And then he came to Peter and some of them walking along the way. and He, he talked to him. And he said, oh, slow of heart and fools not to believe all that the prophets have said before. Ah, Glory. Was it not right that Christ be crucified and raised again the third day, showing power over death, hell, and the grave? King of kings and Lord of lords, resurrected Savior. Ah, glory, for he raised and was resurrected to rule the universe. For strength had to be shown. He said, Father, if this cup can be passed from me, let it be passed. But God, our Father, knowing all things, knew even that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, had to show strength. If he was going to be raised again, he said, this power have I received, this commandment have I received from my Father. I'm, I'm what you call oneness, but yet I cannot deny the word of God. And Jesus Christ said, this commandment have I received from my Father. He said, return me the glory that I knew of you before the world was. All this time, he knew all these things, knowing it's one thing when a good man goes into war and he he gives his life for his country, but he don't really know he's fixing to give his life. Peter stood up to fight, took that man's ear off, and Jesus put the man's ear back on. He said, put away your sword. Peter wasn't scared to fight. That's not what made Peter afraid. That's when he realized that Jesus was telling him he just had to let them do what they wanted to do to him and just let it go. Jesus at any time, he said, I could have called 12 legions of angels and I could have stopped this at any time. For all I had to do was say the word and my father would send 12 legions of angels. But then how would these things be that must be? For he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, from the first sin who was already known what had to be done to pay the price for that sin. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And it was not possible that the slaying of bulls and goats and sheep and sacrificing them on altars could ever wash away sins. It only covered it up for a little while. But the sinless lamb, our Passover, Jesus Christ, The one who walked the earth for 33 years. Only about three and a half years of ministry, is said, and yet he must have started a little earlier than that because John said all the things that he did could not be written down in the books. There wouldn't be enough books in the world to write the things down that he did. They just gave us the highlights. They gave us the important things, the things that bring salvation. And God is looking for someone that's going to be trustworthy. All these years and all this time that he's known all these things that would happen from the foundation of the world, world, he knew that Christ had to be slain. And so all this time you think, you think God doesn't have patience, but it is not the will of God that any perish, but all come to repentance and eternal life for God is not slack concerning his promise, but he's waiting on that finished product. He's waiting on those that would turn their hearts to him. I am thoroughly convinced that the thing that stays the hand of the destruction of this world, that stays the hand of the destruction of this nation and all nations that would live godly, is the righteous and is the Lord waiting to see how many will turn their hearts to him. For it was not Sodom's sin that caused its destruction. Abraham said, Lord, if there be ten righteous, would you slay the righteous with the wicked? He said, I will not destroy the place for ten's sake. Ah, glory, you might be that tenth man. He couldn't find ten in Sodom, but I bet he can find ten still here. I believe that's why this nation still stands. I know God has already told me that there's a coming judgment. but He tells us in his word every day and he's told me. And I know there's a coming judgment. But it don't have to be today. It doesn't have to be in your lifetime. I don't know when God's going to bring judgment on this nation. But what I do know. That as long as there's righteous men calling on his name, as long as there's righteous women calling on his name, as long as there's hope of children going to grow to do righteously and do justly and stand up and call on the name of the Lord and do what's right and good. If he has a hope for more of the glory of the precious fruit of the earth, we are that precious fruit of the earth that he is wanting to reap. It's the souls of men, his people, children. God has everything that he needs except more children. Ah oh, glory, the one thing God desires the children of God. Those that would love him, those that would adore him, those that would look for him and hope and turn to him that he might bless them. Because it is, fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Ah, glory. But you know, sometimes people are reading our mail that it wasn't written to. I hate to tell you this, but if you're not a child of God, these promises of God aren't written to you. Now, you can change that at the moment's notice. All you've got to do is repent of your sins and turn your heart to the true and living God. But if you think you can go around and just live any old way and just say, oh, well, I just can't help it. Well, trust me, my friend. When you stand before Jesus Christ, you'll wish you'd helped it. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, for it's written that nothing that offends shall enter in that city. O Lord of heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords, God is kind to people. God is generous. It's not his will that people perish. It's not his will that people are lost. But when we love our ways and we love what we want and we love the things and the sins of this world and the corruption of this world more than the precious things that God has promised us, Do you have any clue of the things, the good things, that God has prepared for those that love him? For eyes not seen nor ear heard the good things that God has prepared for those that love him. Jesus, Master, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us now, Jesus. Trustworthy. Are you trustworthy? If you get in this time, my friend, you will be trustworthy. Ah, oh, glory. Jesus said that the Father purged everyone that he had any hope in. He said if he saw any good in someone, he was going to try them. He was going to purge them. And if they had a little something good in them, he was going to purge them and bring forth more fruit. He said if they could bring forth a little fruit, he was going to purge them so that they'd bring forth more fruit. You know what a purging is? Yes, yeah, it's that. That way you go through trials and tests and troubles. And, and God brings you through the fire and tries you like gold is tried and refines you like silver is refined. And when you get out on the other side, that's when the glory comes. After you've been tried for a little while. After you've been tested for a little while. The Bible says, then will God bless Then will God open his heart to you and bring you in close under his wings, under his side. Ah, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I don't know that God actually has wings, but it's commonly said in the Bible that he keep you under the shadow of his wings, probably his angel's wings, because it says that he made us in his image. We don't have no wings. But I really don't know all that that's a little past my pay grade a little past mine understanding ah glory but i know that one thing is for sure that he is beautiful beyond recognition that his glory cannot be seen or understood by men oh lord god lord god second corinthians chapter four verse three through twelve if our gospel be hid it is hid from those who are lost in whom the God of this present world has blinded the minds of those who believe not. Yet if they would turn to Jesus, the very image of God, he would open their hearts and save them from the coming destruction. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord. People think I'm a little hard sometimes. Might even call me one of those doomsday prophets, I guess, but... People, I'm just trying to get you on the ark, trying to see you saved. There were those crying for Jesus when he was on his way up to the cross. And he looked at him, he said, well, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves because trouble's coming. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords. He said, if they do these things, when there's a green tree, What will they do in the barren? Well, my friend, you're living in the barren. Oh, Lord God, Lord God. Not to say that God can't bless you. I pray every day for God's blessings. I pray him to bless my finances. I pray him to bless my life. I pray him to bless my family. To have hope in this day that it's going to be a good day. Because I know trouble's coming, but I know it don't have to be today. I know trouble's coming, but I know it don't have to be tomorrow. Now, when God decides it, when the time has come to pass, but there's things that have to happen first. People are worried about the tribulation and things like that, but it clearly tells us in 2nd chapter of Thessalonians that the rebellion must first come, or well, we're in the middle of the rebellion, and the man of sin to be revealed. And he's going to take his own little throne and set himself up and set up shop in Jerusalem. And all these things are going to have to pass for this tribulation to come. So we don't even have a one world ruler yet. But all things are, the stage is being set. At the time that this was written, 2,000 years ago, they couldn't cause all to receive a mark in the right hand of the forehead. They didn't even know how many people was in the world at that time. They hadn't covered the whole world. But at this time, it's a very small planet, and we've covered the entire earth. And with all the computer systems we have and all the things that they've got now and all these little markings and the microchips and all that they got now, oh, yeah, they can mark you now. My friend, you better draw close to God. Jesus, Master, King of kings and Lord of lords, You better draw close to God because the only way you're going to know what's happening is if you're close enough to him to understand. They're fixing to start doing so many crazy things with all this microchipping and all the things. They're getting you to where you, they know wherever where you're at. They can read your electric meter from the sky, from outer space. You think they don't know every little turn you're making? Yes, when that evil one stands up and he takes his throne, you'll have nowhere to go. Ah, glory, Jesus, Master. If we're not close enough to God to hear his voice, if we're not close enough to God to understand, we will be eternally lost. But the good part is that the elect were the elect from the foundation of the world. And it says the elect cannot be deceived, cannot be. So if you are truly a child of God, if you are truly the elect, you cannot be deceived. But make no mistake, you've got to get close and you've got to get in there close so that you can hear his voice. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, because the elect are the elect, because God knew who was going to get close from the foundation of the world when you were, he told Jeremiah, he said, I knew you before you were formed in the womb. Ah, glory. So we're the elect because God knew that we would draw close to him from the foundation of the world. So the elect were the elect from the foundation of the world because God knows all things and he knows who's going to draw close to him. He knows who's going to be his child. He knows who loves him more than they love Alabama football, more than they love the things of this world, more than they love drinking a beer, more than they love fooling around with their neighbor's wife, more than they love cheating their brother out of a dime, more than they love a dollar every day we all need a dollar to pay our rent we all need to make some money because we got bills to pay but that money ain't gonna take you to heaven jesus said lay not up for yourself treasures on this earth but where moth does corrupt and thief does break through and steal but lay up for yourself treasure in heaven back to what we first asked do you ever ask why why all the trouble why all the problem why is it so hard to break through to get close to god because you have an enemy my friend oh glory there is a devil just like there is the almighty god there's also a very powerful enemy there and he just likes to trip you up every way you turn because both sides are still recruiting my friend. There was war in heaven and there's still a war going on. (laughs) You're getting recruited by God or you're getting recruited by Satan. That choice is yours. (laughs) It's not like going in the army or going in the Marines, both fighting on the same side. No, it's like joining the army of the United States or joining the army of its opponent. And I just hope that that was a fair comparison because I'm not so sure the United States is all that pleasing to God. Israel itself is not always that pleasing to God, but God's word has said it would be blessed. And so even when they're not doing right, he still cannot transgress his promise to Abraham because he promised Abraham. and He promised David and he promised that Israel would, ah, glory would be blessed. Back in Genesis He said, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. For the word of God remains true. And even when he punishes Israel, the nation that he uses to punish Israel, he always comes back later and punishes them for punishing Israel. You just can't get around it for they are the children of God. Now. He is not a Jew, Paul said, that is only a Jew by the flesh, but he is a Jew that is a Jew from the heart. And we have been grafted out of a wild olive tree into a good olive tree. I hope you're not an anti-Semitic. I hope you don't hate the Jews because my friend Jesus Christ was a Jew. Born of the seed of David, although he wasn't allowed, no man was allowed to touch Mary before he was born because he wasn't having that kind of uncleanness on his birth. But, ah, oh, Lord God, yet he was sent through the lineage of David. And David was born of the tribe of Judah. It's always amazing to me how Jacob chose two wives. He chose Rachel. Leah was slipped in on him by Laban. But, ah, oh, glory, she that was rejected, bare him that was rejected. Christ wasn't born through Rachel. He was born through Leah. For Leah gave birth to Judah, and Leah gave birth to Levi. Both from whom the law and the prophets came, and through Jesus Christ came as according to the flesh. So we see that the one that wasn't loved, the one that was rejected and pushed to the side, Bear the one that was rejected and pushed to the side again. Ah, glory. When you look through the lineage of Christ, you see these things so many times. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, but nothing like the story of Leah. She loved Jacob, but Jacob loved Rachel. Ever love somebody that didn't love you? Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, can you ever imagine how hard it is for Christ our Lord when He loves everybody so much? But it seems that even the ones that love Him can't quite seem to love Him like they should. You ever feel denied? Well, I got a feeling he feels that way about every day. Jesus, Master, King of kings and Lord of lords, bless today, O Lord. Forgive today, O Lord. Forgive the children of God. Help us now, Jesus. Open our eyes that we might see, our ears that we may hear. Help us today, Lord. I'm gonna to draw to a close. Second Thessalonians chapter two verses ten through twelve. They perish because they have no love for the truth of Jesus. I'm always amazed when Pilate stood before him and Jesus said that he was embodied truth and Pilate says what is truth? the very embodiment of truth stood before him and he was so compromised that he couldn't recognize truth when he stood right before him in flesh. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God. But those that love the truth, those that love the... that wait on the... that just long to adore the return of our Lord, Those who look for his appearing that they may adore him. Ah, Lord God, Lord God. Those that long for the truth and look for the truth that is in Jesus Christ. Those shall receive the truth and receive the love of the truth. And receive our Lord. Ah, Lord God, Lord God. But don't forget. You have an enemy. So when you're trying to do right and you just can't seem to do it and you see that hand right in front of you, you see that body you're standing in. Don't think that's the body that's going to serve the Lord. No, that came from the dirt and it's going to return to the dirt. But you're going to from the elements of it, you're going to be given an an incorruptible body that can withstand the glorious light of God. The reason a man can't stand before God in his corruptible body is because you'd be dust and ashes in the moment you did. But our glory, Paul said in Thessalonians, first Thessalonians, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Incorruptible. Joined with him and so shall up into the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Ah, glory, if you just had any idea if you had any idea of the good things God has prepared for those that love him. We're going to close, people. Lord, bless y'all. Lord, keep you. And may God's blessings and mercies be in your life. And that the God of this world is not able to blind your eyes, but that you have a love for the truth. And that desire in your heart be for good. Jesus bless you. Lord, love you. And I love y'all. Jesus name. Amen. We're gonna go.